The Breakdown Politics with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies telling you what you need to know regarding politics breaking it down politics and welcome to another episode Apolitrix, featuring Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies. It's been a while since this particular broadcaster has been on the air in order to give his air of efficacy and efficiency regarding the turmoil that the United States is facing. And when I say United States, I should say America with three hard Ks. But anyways, Mercer, do your thing. All right, all right. Good evening, good evening. Of course, you know Mr. Blue. Uh, Odie's in the house. Hey, Odie. Hey, guys. I think Mercedes in the waiting room. Hey, Mercedes. Hey, hey. And then, of course, uh, if I didn't say Odie already, <laughs> I'm old. As, I'm old as past my bedtime. You got to take all of the pills, not just the red ones. Not just the red ones. I got to take them all. Got to take that Geritol, rub on some of that Ben Gay. You know how it goes. <laughs> so we're going to jump right into it. I got a couple of quick things to talk about before we get into the meat and potatoes of the day. Uh, my friends are posting articles about Donald Trump saying that he's not going to go to the Capitol to pay respects to John Lewis because his body's at the, at the Capitol, you know, for, uh, and, and I'm just like, why is that a bad thing? That's a good thing. We don't want Trump over there fucking up. You saw how he did on, you know, with John McCain. He was sitting there pouting because it wasn't about him. I'll tell you what, Trump. When you die, then it could be all about you. And matter of fact, you know what I would do? You know what I'll do when Trump dies? Whatever, whatever graveyard he's buried in, I'm going to open up a taco stand right across from it. So people and, and just make them free. So when people are I'm done. I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure. I would visit it myself based on what John Lewis been about these last couple of decades ain't actually been about what it should have been about anyway. So, I mean, when people say, oh, John Lewis, 30 years, 40, 60 years, da, 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 civil rights activist. I didn't see no activism in the last 30, 40 years. I haven't seen no activism since the 60s. Well, I, I figure people are... And I've seen nothing. And he has accomplished nothing, nothing, zero, in the whole time he's been in the Senate. I will say this. I think people are more concerned about what happened back in the day than his actual record in Congress because no one really talks about it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, the Congressional Black Caucus has already proved that they're just another bunch of corporate Democrats. I mean, you figure, uh, not Steady Hoyer, that's a completely different person. Uh, who's the dude from South Carolina? The one that pretty much uh, helped Joe Biden win South Carolina. Oh, God. Um, Donald Blake. Which one? I'm drawing a blank. Sorry. Yeah, but I mean, I thought you, it was. I thought I thought it was John Lewis. My bad. I'm, I'm trying. To, I'm, I'm, I'm drawing. No, 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 no. You're reading about John Lewis, but there was there was somebody else who's uh, in. He's in. He's out of South Carolina, and I'm drawing a blank here. I apologize, but he's the one who endorsed uh, Joe Biden and helped him win uh, South Carolina. And um, one of my friends, his most of his family's from South Carolina, and they're just basically like the only reason why this dude kept getting reelected because no one runs against him. Because he hasn't done anything, you know. 
So I don't want to sit here and mess with John Lewis's memory because people have a lot of fond memories about him, especially the fact that he almost got his brains exposed, uh, you know, marching across that bridge. You know, the funny thing is when people talk about, well, you know, why don't you be, you know, if you want to protest, be nonviolent. They were nonviolent. All the violence was on them. <laughs> they were the ones who were getting attacked and beaten, you know. So basically what they're saying is don't fight back. <laughs> You're going to walk across that bridge, you know. But, I mean, with Trump not being there, Trump saying, well, I'm not going to go is basically the equivalent of me saying, you know what, Holly Berry, I'm not going to go out with you on a Friday night. That was never going to happen. They didn't invite Trump. So that's Trump's way of saying, you can't fire me because I quit. No one invited him to show up at the Capitol to pay respects to John Lewis. You know, that's like saying, hey, I'm having this fancy dinner party. I spent all this money on. Everybody's wearing tuxedos. We're having fancy foods. We're having escargot and we're having a shrimp cocktail. You know what this, you know what this shindig is missing? My wino uncle who drinks wine straight out of the bottle. That's what's Not only that, it's almost a stamp of approval for his white base, which is approximately 61% of the United States. And he's saying, ha, 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 I'm still with you. Make sure you vote for me. Because no matter if we all collected together and voted for whoever we were going to vote for, it doesn't matter. There's so much many more of them. They got to vote. It will be Trump 2020. I, 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 I always, I mean, I was seeing, I saw something today where Trump is pulling ahead in some of these swing states, and I'm still not convinced. I look at it like this. If you were, for, all, for those of you who follow NBA, right? Golden State Warriors, before they had all the injuries, when they still had Clay and, you know, Steph Curry and Durant and everybody, right? If you, if that team was ahead by 35 points halfway through the third quarter, the game is pretty much over, right? It's done. Empty out the bench, let them just play it out. If you're the New York Knicks and you're ahead by 35 at the end of the third quarter, there's still a 50-50 chance you're going to lose. Okay? Joe Biden is basically the New York Knicks. Okay? I don't give a shit what these polls are saying. How much pulling ahead in the polls. There's still a 50-50 chance he's going to lose. Because every time Joe comes out of the basement... He says something stupid, like his remark we talked about on Saturday about his uh, how Donald Trump is the first racist president in the United States. And I'm just like, either he has full-blown dementia or he just has this ability to ignore history. Okay. And he forgot to mention himself. Oh, he ain't a president yet, but you know what I mean. Not yet. <laughs> I mean, don't forget, Joe Biden is the one who pushed Ronald Reagan to the right on the war on drugs because he felt that Reagan wasn't going far enough on the war on drugs. And he was a Democrat. Talk about Biden. So this whole notion of now all of a sudden Joe is this kind, you know, wisely old sage, get the fuck out of here. Joe Biden is Joe Biden. He's not going to change. But Trump is worse. I mean, would I rather have melanoma or would I rather have liver cancer? I don't know. They're both pretty terrible. <laughs> <laughs> so if my choice was none, I'm going with melanoma. Yeah, <laughs> but melanoma could still kill you, and that's the thing. Yeah, but that liver cancer, boy, that ain't no pain quite quite like oh, that, though. I'm gonna tell yeah, you the truth. I mean, it's pretty much a death sentence. I mean, modern medicine aside, liver cancer—that's like okay. 
it's not like it's not like you can get it. It's not like you have two livers, like you have two kidneys. It's pretty much, you know, the end of the road. But the Republicans are. I, I don't know if their strategists are basically just plants to help them lose. Like I was watching um, Secular Talk today, and Kyle Kalinske was talking about how Joe Biden had this whole uh, "build back better" thing, which is which was something that. Joe Biden didn't invent that. It was already a thing. And it's a goofy name, but it's basically about infrastructure, which I, which I am 100% for, like uh, rebuilding our infrastructure because it means jobs and it means recurring jobs. Because it's not like you're going to build a bridge and it's going to stay that way forever or build a road is going to stay that way forever, you know? And our infrastructure gets like a, a, a grade of like D, compared to everybody else. In Japan, they got bullet trains. And we still have like Thomas the Tank Engine over here. Like we're, we're just so far behind when it comes to infrastructure. But Joe Biden was talking about that Build Back Better plan. And part of that plan was this, okay? And this is something as a lefty I can get behind. Universal pre-K, um, universal childcare, and universal care for the elderly. Right, I can get behind that. It may not be all the things that, that I that I want as a lefty, but that's something where it's like you present that. I'm I'm not going to be like, oh Joe, but no, that's a great idea. Okay, I have a friend of mine. He was working, and his wife was staying home with the kids. They the kids were were, were very young at the time, right? But it was really hard for him to get by on one income. So his wife got a job, but the problem was his wife's paycheck was pretty much going into childcare because childcare is so expensive. So if you had universal pre-K and just universal childcare, that's, that would help so, especially single parents, it would really help them out. And that's something I can get behind. Fox News was just like, no, we don't want it because we got to pay taxes. Because taxes are going to have to go up to pay for it. Yeah, taxes have to go up to pay for everything. All those stimulus packages, you think that's free? You think when they create money out of thin air, it's just like magic. No, it's money that we have to eventually pay back. And since the rich aren't really paying taxes these days, who's going to pay it? Us. So I would much rather our taxes go up to help average Americans than to go up and then to have it as a slush fund for rich people. But the thing that, Odie, have you ever seen that Trump ad that they've been playing lately? I see, I see it a lot on YouTube. Cause I which really one? Like I mean, there's a few floating around. So which one are you talking about? The one about the, uh, it was like the woman and her child and they're hiding under the bed. Yeah, I seen that one. I just saw that one today. Yeah. And then they have Joe Biden. It's basically like something out of The Simpsons because they basically just show Joe Biden next to a sign that says defund the police and just show Joe Biden saying, yeah, of course. <laughs> and then the mother's calling the cops and she's like, due to high crime and defunding the police, uh, you now have a 17 minute wait. Because I don't just like- Yeah, I've seen that. I think that's the funniest thing because that's not Biden's America, that's Trump's America. Yeah, that's what's going on right now. That's, so like, that's going on right now with full funding. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Yep. <laughs> it's kind of scary. Exactly. And, and the thing is, I mean, one day, 
that I hope that day never comes. But one day, I may need to call these cops. I may need to call cops. I don't want to. I'd rather just take the law into my own hands. It's safer than me calling the cops. It's be like, you know what? I haven't been murdered today. I wonder what the cops are doing. Okay, so funny enough, like right before, with the show getting rescheduled, I was watching an episode of Hot Bench. And there was a there was this guy, he was like basically an asshole neighbor. He was suing his, his neighbor for like having loud music and um, tarnishing his reputation for calling him a pedophile. Not really relevant to what I'm about to say, but the point is, there was something in his complaint that said like he didn't want to call the police on his neighbor because he talked about Black Lives, or he alluded to Black Lives Matter. And, oh, and these are two Black men, by the way, but uh, the judge tried to say, like, I don't understand the correlation, but as soon as he said that, I understood right the fuck away. I was like, oh, he didn't want to call the police. As a black man, he did not want to call the police on his black neighbor because he doesn't know what would happen to the, you know, what would happen to him as a result of that. Like, yeah, they was beefing, but he didn't want him to die. That's what that was about. Right. Right. And people think that we're just being hyperbolic about that. No. It happens all the time. And I think some people just don't get it. But the funny thing was, when Trump was on an interview with Chris Wallace on Fox News, and Trump tried to say that Joe Biden was trying to defund the police, Chris Wallace was like, no, that's absolutely not true. Not only does Biden not want to defund the police, he wants to give them more money for quote-unquote training. Let me, let me put it like this. What's going on in Portland right now the fact, the one thing that everybody's been glossing over, the cops are still using tear gas. They're not supposed to be using tear gas. Matter of fact, you're not even allowed to use tear gas in war. But the cops have tear gas and they're just tear gassing uh, soccer moms and soccer dads and, you know, and stuff like that. So the fact that they're still using tear gas and no one on the news is just like, hey, didn't they ban them using tear gas? That's why we have to go to the funding. Because under the Obama administration, they tried to rein the cops in, and the cops just resisted it. So, so you're saying that they're not allowed to use tear gas. Are you saying that they're breaking the law by doing it? Yeah, they are. And no one's calling them on it. Everybody's like, oh, I can't believe they tear gas those mothers and, and, and soccer dads. And I'm like, yeah, they're not supposed to be using tear gas. So they're literally committing war crimes against their own people. And Trump is running commercials saying that Joe Biden wants to defund the police. I'm like, no, he doesn't. Even Chris Wallace called them out on it. And then they had to get the... the the manifest that they wrote and Trump looked through it and then he couldn't find anything that says that he's, and then Trump's thing was like, well, there's a lot of pages here. <laughs> like, yeah. And you didn't read any of them. It's whatever they think they just, they just say it. So how they're getting away with that commercial is beyond me. And every time I, I watch a video of some progressive pundit, they play that commercial. As if to say, you can never escape from our lies. But, I, and, and speaking of lies, 
How many times have you ever seen a meme, right? That just says something and then like all your conservative friends just go crazy over it. Right? I don't like, have any conservative friends. Like, I don't so have any conservative friends. I got a couple. One of my conservative friends unfriended me last week and I was just like, mm. I'm like, look, I just had you on my Facebook friends list because your aunt and my mom were friends when she was alive. Other than that, I really had no desire to put you on my friends list. So basically, it's been your privilege to be on my Facebook page all these years. So if you want to end that privilege, I'm not, I don't care. Like if Trump fans are just quitting my page and then be like, are you going to miss me when I'm gone? No, not even a little bit. But I had a friend of mine, she posted an article from ABC News, right? And it was talking about how Florida has now surpassed New York in coronavirus. Now, I don't remember if it was coronavirus cases or coronavirus deaths, right? But whatever it was, Florida surpassed New York. And she was saying that she was glad that she had canceled her family vacation to Florida because of how bad things in Florida, Right. One of her friends stated that this was fake news. And as she said, and this is what she said, I I quoted it. Hospitals are getting $35,000 for every death they report as COVID. People are dying of cancer and they're reporting it as COVID to get paid. And she said these words, Florida's doing good. Mm, Reality be damned. So here's me, I decide to look it up, right? Now, here's the part that is true and here's the part that is not true. Okay, and this is why memes are not news. So this is from um, PolitiFact. So they always say like what's true and what's false. So what's true, it is plausible that Medicare is paying hospital fees for some COVID-19 cases in the range of the figures given by Dr. Scott Jensen. So this is how this whole thing started. Dr. Scott Jensen is a congressman out of Minnesota and he was on Fox News talking about this. I'll go into more on what he said in a bit. Right. However, Medicare says it does not make a standard one-size-fits-all payment to hospitals for patients admitted with COVID-19 diagnosis. So they are paying, uh, in certain cases, $13,000 for patients who have COVID and $39,000 for patients if they are on a ventilator. Right. But it's not a one-size-fits-all thing. Right. Now. This is what, uh, so this is, this is the, the meme that went out and it has a woman with a thoughtful look at her face like, hmm. And it says, so hospitals get an extra 13,000 if they diagnose a death as COVID-19 and an additional 39,000 if they use a ventilator, right? That is only one piece of the story, only one piece. So this is what Jensen said. And then he actually tried to, to clarify, which was really him more doubling down. So bear with me here. Jensen said, hospital administrators might well want to see COVID-19 attached to a discharge summary or a death certificate. Why? Because if it's a straightforward garden variety pneumonia that a person is admitted to the hospital for, if their Medicare, typically the diagnosis related group lump sum payment would be $5,000. But if it's COVID-19 pneumonia, then it's $13,000. And if that COVID-19 pneumonia patient ends up on a ventilator, that goes up to 39,000, okay? Here's the thing about that, okay? Number one, there is absolutely no proof 
that there is any sort of fraud going on behind that. Mm -hmm. Second of all, when they're paying that much extra, let's just say, let's just say someone adopts a child. Now, I don't, I don't, I didn't even dig into this. So I'm just making up numbers at the top of my head. Let's just say if you adopt a child, they give you $2,000 a month toward childcare for that child. Let's just say, I have no clue what the numbers are, right? But they give you $2,000, right? Let's just say you have a really big heart and love a challenge. And I'm not trying to make kids like video games, but let's just say you uh, adopt a child that has special needs, right? Which means extra care, which means this kid may have to go see uh, counselors or they have extra stuff that they need, right? So let's just say that in that case, that $2,000 is not going to cut it. So they get more money because <laughs> the kid is a little bit more of an expense because of all the extra stuff that has to go on to take care of this child. Think about those payments in that same way. Yes, if you have pneumonia, let's say they give you $5,000, but if you have COVID-19, they give you 13,000. Why is it 13,000? It's 13,000 because there's so much extra that goes into caring for somebody with COVID-19. They may be in the ICU. They probably have to be quarantined, right? All the nurses need all that gear in order to care for them so they don't get sick themselves. So let me tell you a secret. Uh-huh. That's not likely to have. That's not likely happening per se because no insurance company wants to pay out anything. So why would they pay now, out now, more? Now, now, now keep one thing in mind, Blue. That's Medicare, uh, and and, that, and that, that's a great distinction. I'm glad you brought that up. That's not private insurance. That's Medicare. So I have no clue what private insurance is doing, <laughs> or or how they're billing this stuff out. These are just Medicare patients. So we're talking. So if they're a, if you're on Medicare, we're talking about elderly patients. Because I think it'll be on Medicare, you had to be 65, I think. You know, I don't know if they changed. Or on Medicaid for over two years um, as a um, person with a disability. Right. So I have no clue what private insurance is doing. But that's, but that's Medicare, right? Doing that. So, so this dude talking about, um, talking about Jensen. Reminds me of the lawyer on To Kill a Mockingbird, the one, the, the prosecutor, where Atticus Finch lays out this whole thing about why his client didn't beat up that woman. And he goes, hey, pretty handy at bust up those shiffer ropes. You could have done it, didn't you? Couldn't you have? And he was just like, I guess. Because you know how to answer the question. He was like, I guess. And that's mm-hmm. how he found him guilty. That's what this dude is doing. Like, like, I, like yeah, they could be committing fraud but there's no evidence that they're committing fraud. So they put out a meme with a piece of the information on it. And now can, and now you got people in Florida thinking, yeah, it's all fake news. It's all fake news. Somebody has a hangnail and they're making them have COVID-19 so they can get extra money. That's part of the reason why these people are dying like this. Because they get their news from memes. And Fox News. That's also a big thing behind it. They also listen to Fox News for some ungodly reason. Okay? But it's absolutely insane. So, I mean, there are some news outlets I do not trust. But if I had to trust a news outlet, why not, why not ABC News? You know why? Because ABC News has resources. They actually have people who go out and find the stories. All I do is just read the stories that are online and then just give, you know, we just give our opinions on it. 
but I'm not a reporter. I'm not the one going to the hospital, talking to doctors and digging up that deep level of research. So if it's, so if it, if it came from like, you know, uh, leftywatch.net, yeah, I'm probably going to think it's polished shit. But if it came from ABC News, I'm like, okay, somebody actually did work. You're going to say, okay, it's still a crock <laughs> of shit because media is constro- controlled by the overseers. I got you, I got you. Well, and we'll put it like this. In a case like this, right, just flat out facts. And yes, you are right. The media can't. I mean, look at all the bullshit that went on with MSNBC with Bernie Sanders. They literally convinced people to not vote for Bernie Sanders, even though they love all his policies. All the states that he lost, Medicare for all pulled it over 50%. Joe Biden doesn't support Medicare for all. They were convinced to vote for Joe Biden because they thought that Joe Biden was going to, you know, and, and here's the thing, going back to that Donald Trump commercial, this is why I hate, hate uh, centrist Democrats sometimes. What was their whole thing? And this is how they sound in my mind. Duh, uh, you, you can't let Bernie Sanders run for president because they're, the, the Republicans are just going to say that he's a a communist or a socialist and he's gonna lose. That's how they sound in my head when they say stupid shit like that. What are they doing to Joe Biden now? They're painting him as if he's a socialist. Hold up, hold up. Isn't all this free money we're getting, the businesses and the stimulus packages, isn't that socialism? Yes, that's exactly what it is. It's socialism. But now, but in this case, it's only okay if the socialism goes to the rich. Bernie said- Bernie Sanders right. Bernie Sanders got on Elon Musk, called him a hypocrite. I'm surprised he wasn't like fuck that guy. Yet. I I don't understand how people can admire somebody like Elon Musk. Yeah, he has he he, he builds rocket ships and he builds electric cars for rich people. His Dude, dad, when I get my money up, I'm gonna get one of them cars. Man, fuck Elon Musk. I ain't buying one of his stupid ass fucking cars. Because and this Elon is Musk is the Jeff Bezos of cars. Basically, <laughs> his dad owned an emerald mine. I forgot to look this up. I think I want to say emerald. Are we talking about blood emeralds? <laughs> I, I don't know. I have, I have no clue. But I, I I forgot to look up if emeralds are rarer than diamonds <laughs> because supposedly the whole thing about diamonds being rare is bullshit. And supposedly, there's enough diamonds on the planet so everybody on the planet can have a Dixie cup of diamonds. But there's a whole lot behind it. I don't want to get too much into it. But I mean, his dad owned the Emerald Mine. So he was born rich. So when Elon Musk gets out there on, on Twitter and says, yeah, I don't think that there should be an extension to unemployment. It's not good for the country. Hey, you rich top hat monocle wearing fuck. How do you know what's good for the country? When was the last time Elon Musk shook hands with a normal person and didn't run for his Purell bottle? And now, now, like, I don't know about the last what? time, but I actually did shake Elon Musk's hand. I did. This is when I was out in LA for a convention and his hand was nice and soft and mushy. <laughs> But I'm gonna have, on this case, in this particular case, I'm going to have to agree with Elon Musk. I know for a fact that these 
stimulus push unemployment payments are keeping people from work. There's numerous people that I know who, many on my caseload, who indicated they're not going back to work because they're making more money now unemployed than when they, they were employed. So there's no incentive to go back to work. So I totally respect Elon Musk's position regarding that because these fucks don't even want to go back to work because they make more in a week than they made in two weeks at their job. Now, whose fault is that? That's it's their fucking... That's not the point, fucking Merck. <laughs> <laughs> no, the thing is... And then that's the same thing. That, uh, I don't think you should get $20 if you work at, I don't know, McDonald's. I mean, I, just, I don't believe that. You know, my niece is an EMT. And she, po- she posted a meme uh, a couple years back about... Um, a job, but... Oh, go ahead. Should be set up so that... Oh, I think you're cutting in and out, Odie. Microphone check, one, two, one, two. All right, don't pretend like I'm her. I think I know where she was going with that. I don't think it should be that, but what I do believe that it should be at least a living wage. They should be able to do what they need to do for their lives without having to work two and three jobs to get by. I'll put it like this. I know I'm digressing here. I think I might've said this already, but my, my mom used to tell me that my dad used to work three jobs until he got into the union. And when he got into the union, he only had to work one job and he worked that one job very hard. I mean, he, he worked like six days a week for a lot of his working career but now he has an actual pension. He has something to show for it, you know? So it's not like now where you work for somebody like Jeff Bezos and you work all your life and you get nothing in return. And then Jeff Bezos has two giant mansions. And here's the thing. I think people don't realize this. If rich people paid their fair share in taxes, I wouldn't give two scores of piss what you did with your money. I don't care if you plated all your cars in platinum. I don't care if you fill your swimming pool with champagne. If you paid your fair share in taxes, then what, whatever's left is yours. You do, what, you do what you want to with it. But if you're starving workers just so you could build a mega mansion with 100 bathrooms, uh, yeah, we're definitely going to hate on you. If we catch you in the street, no, okay, I'm not going to go that far. <laughs> now, when you, say starving, when you say starving workers, expand on that. It's starvation wages. And somebody on one of these, uh, on one of these posts, because Robert Reich was talking about Jeff Bezos's mansions, like all the stuff in his mansions, right? Like a nine-hole golf course and full movie theaters and all this other stuff. And one person was basically like, well, you know, no one's forcing them to work for Jeff Bezos. But the problem is, there's really, for some of these people, there's really not a lot of options. You think people work at Walmart in these rural areas because they want to? It's because they have to, because Walmart murdered all the other stores in the area. We're not going to say murder. Let's just say suffocate. (laughs) Just suffocated gently in their sleep. (laughs) You know, and all the time going, shh, shh, it's almost over. But I mean... Oh, you make candles? Hmm, let's see if we can find a vendor to make cheaper candles and sell them below cost. Oh, it's gonna. Oh, we're losing money on selling these candles here at Walmart because such and such down the street sells them at such and such. Well, we just want to make sure that we're the only marketing thing, so we'll we'll take a hit here 
in order for us to be the, the only go-to place in this county. I've seen it. I've seen it multiple places, multiple ways, multiple. I remember I used to live in Groton, Connecticut, and they refused outright to get a Walmart because of that. And then eventually, they 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 sucker themselves in, and it happened. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, on a well, I don't know if, if you want to call it a smaller scale. When I was a, when I was a teenager, you know, you had like video stores in your neighborhood, right? So you walk in the, you know, everybody had a video store like walking distance from their house pretty much. And then Blockbuster came in and just wiped everybody out. And then for a long- And I never, I never forgave Blockbuster for that. So when I saw this Netflix thing coming in, they laughed <laughs> and they scoffed at the concept, but I knew what was coming because I saw the future and I was happy. You know what? I still got my damn in one of my old wallets. I still got my Blockbuster card just for nostalgia. You know, <laughs> it's funny you mention that. I still have my Blockbuster card. I I do. It's it's in my little my little memory box with all my little trinkets, and I I still have my Blockbuster card. And don't get me wrong, I hit a Blockbuster. So when Hollywood Video came out, I started going to Hollywood Video instead. But I still had a I still had my old Blockbuster card. You hate you hate a Blockbuster. I hate a Blockbuster. I was notorious for late fees. I had to I had to argue on behalf of my girlfriend because they wanted her to pay for a video and uh and that's what you know they used to charge me like ninety dollars for those stupid videotapes and she put it in a slot, right? But their slot, something keeps blocking it. So if there's too many stuff in the return slot, you can literally reach your hand in there and grab a video. So I had to argue on her behalf, because you know how some people are. If you're a woman, you know. Do you have to kind of like mansplain it to them? And she and she hates that sort of thing. But in that case, to get out of paying ninety dollars, she had no problem with me having to go in there and just man. Because basically, I was saying the same exact thing she was saying it. But because I'm a man, it just held more weight with the jackasses at Blockbuster. So at least she didn't have to pay for the video. So that was a good thing. But you know, and she was like, "I'm a feminist. You don't stick up for me. Fuck you." <laughs> and then and then when they charged ninety dollars, they were like, "Hey, Burris, uh, if you're not doing anything, <laughs> you come to Blockbuster with me." <laughs> I love me some Burris. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 it wasn't like I had to go in there and yell at them. It was just me and my passive aggressive band brand of, I don't know if you want to call it mind control, but I think that just scares them more. If I went in there, like, you know, they would just call the cops on me. But you know. I kind of outsmarted them that day and got her out of paying 90 bucks for a stupid video. So in other words, she had to pay the late fees, but not for the video. And the late fees are only like $10 or some shit like that. So I'm like, all right, that worked out. But anyway, um, but well, before, how did they know when she turned it in? How did they accrue the late fees? Huh? Huh? How about that? Now that I don't remember because that was a long time ago. We're talking like back in the early 90s, that was. Oh, I get it. But you remembered every other detail of the story. Whatever. Ah, <laughs> uh, you come on, Blue. You know how it goes. I'm old. I got to get my jar tall. <laughs> it's like Lewis Black said. He said, I can remember the exact design of my Little League outfit, but I can't remember the dude who starred in the movie that I saw three days ago. <laughs> so I, I, I'll put it like this, right? Uh, actually, just moving on, because you know me, I, I go off on a tangent here. Uh, there was an, uh, an article 
and one of my friends and and I'm not well I'll put it like this let me get these articles up here and I'm hoping that they don't that the sound doesn't come on I apologize I should have had them on there before but this is the article that she posted a friend of mine and she took it really personal because unfortunately she was a victim of uh, sexual abuse when she was a child so this is from uh, local 12.com uh, so former Springboro teacher sentenced to eight years in prison for molesting first graders right uh, now, if you just see the article, I mean, just that one article, right? But then if you scroll down, you realize it was 28 first graders that he molested. And a lot of that stuff that he did was caught on video. So he's on video, he's a, he's a gym teacher. So he's on video, like hugging up on these little girls, grabbing, grabbing their little butts, has his hand up their shirts, like really molesting these kids. And they had it on video and to make it worse, the parents had to watch these videos in a testimonial against this guy. And this guy only got eight years in prison. Eight years. And let me tell you a little secret. It doesn't matter if he got one year. He's going to get fucked and killed. So don't worry about it. He's going to get his, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> in prison, I give him eight minutes. <laughs> oh, that first shower is going to be... Brutal. You remember what happened to the homie Jeffrey Dahmer? You know what I'm saying? They sodomized it with a broomstick. It's, well, not ha-ha funny, but the guy who killed Jeffrey Dahmer in prison, he said that Jesus told him to do it. I'm like, I don't think Jesus is a... Yeah, it's true, though. I was in the prison at that time. There's this guy named Jesus, Jesus de Luno Calaro, and he said, yo, do that nigga. And that's what happened, yo. It was Jesus. He told him the truth, yo. <laughs> and then there was another story that was even worse. This is from Fox 13 in Tampa Bay. Montana man accused of over 60 child sex abuse crimes gets one year sentence. Dude, yeah. what are you doing? Where are you going with this? Why are we hearing about this? What the fuck are you doing? I gotta go to sleep tonight. What are you doing? Bear with me here. Bear with me here, okay? Uh, I'm gonna, this is from the article. A man in Montana who was initially charged with more than 60 counts of child sex abuse has received a deferred one year sentence after agreeing to a plea deal. Edward, uh, William Edward Miller, 51 of Great Falls, was arrested in February 2019 after a 14 year old high school student accused him of raping her at her home a year prior. She alleged that Mr. Miller allowed an 11-year-old boy to rape her while he watched in a separate encounter. Later that August, state prosecutors filed 64 counts of sexual abuse of children against Miller after investigators allegedly found images of child pornography and bestiality on his phone and laptop. Police received a search warrant on his home after Miller allegedly began calling people from jail, asking them to destroy his phone. So now here, here's, here's the clincher, okay? Miller would later accept a plea deal that involved prosecutors dropping the majority of the charges against him. He pleaded guilty to one count of felony sexual abuse of children and one count of misdemeanor unsworn falsification to authorities. Now, Cascade County District Judge Elizabeth Best on Monday sentenced Miller to six months in a Cascade County Detention Center for the misdemeanor. He received credit for 384 days of time served. On the felony charge, Miller was slapped with a one-year deferred sentence and was ordered to complete sex offender treatment in the community. According to the Tribune, under a deferred sentence, the child sex abuse charge could be wiped from Miller's record if he doesn't commit a crime over the next year. Now, 
we're gonna play a game. These two. Whoa, 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 whoa. The, These two. Yeah, yeah. Let's sit on that. Let's sit on that one for a minute. Let's sit on that one for a minute. Yeah. That was a lot. That's 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 a lot. You telling me this cat had multiple charges? They say, yeah, we just gonna give you the one count. You be good for one year. You won't even have that count on your record, so you don't have to register. Sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? But no, it's no, not- is that what I'm hearing? Because this sounds like an alternate world, like no other. Yes, it's absolutely true. Now here, now we're gonna play a game, okay? A la um, Breakfast Club. These two child molesters, right? The teacher who raped, uh, well, who molested, sorry, 28 children, and this guy who had 64 counts of sexual abuse of children. What color are they? Uh, my guess, because you know I watched the All Out show on um, Sirius XM. <laughs> White, <laughs> white. Those are white people. Yeah, absolutely. The one thing about the justice—I wouldn't even go much. Oh, I'm about to go. Ooh, I almost said something that would have been deemed anti-Semitic. Let me keep that. Let me not do that since they have all the power in the world. <laughs> what were their names? Give me their last names only. Last names were, uh, one was Miller, and the other one was uh, Hopkins. Yeah, that sounds about white. Yeah. Now, the reason why I bring up their color is basically this. I got into it with a friend of a Facebook friend of a friend over a meme, right? So the meme was about Roger Stone being released from prison and never having to serve a day after committing all those felonies uh, because Donald Trump set him free. And then there was um, Khalif Browder. Now, if you remember the story of Khalif Browder, he was a young man from the Bronx who was held at Rikers Island for three years without trial for allegedly stealing a backpack. So he was there between 2010 and 2013. He was, his family was not allowed to post his bail. So he was there with no bail. Two of those three years he spent in solitary confinement. And what happened to him uh, affected him so deeply that even after he was finally released, he ended up taking his own life. Okay. He was never really, he was uh, allegedly stole a backpack and he was in prison for three years. This motherfucker rapes. I keep saying rapes. He molests 28 children. He gets eight years. Not only that, I shot somebody and got two years on a manslaughter charge. And they reduced it down to that. I shot somebody, killed them. He only got two years. He got three years for allegedly stealing a backpack and didn't even get a trial. Didn't and was in solitary confinement for two years. For two years. That is the most that, huh? Oh, yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. That's some. What state was these crimes committed? Where did they get convicted at? Uh, bear with me here. Because uh, if it's New York, that if it's New York, I don't know what now, they're saying. Now, Khalif Browder was New York. He he was from the. Yeah, uh, I knew that. I thought about these pedophile shit. Oh, the guy who had the sixty counts reduced to just that little jail time. He was from Montana. The guy, the the teacher who uh, who molested those twenty eight children, he was from uh, Ohio. All right, so we're talking about the Midwest. We're talking about a good old boy system. We're probably talking about he, he was connected to people that was in the same thing that had power over his case. I understand. Now, my reason for bringing this up, 
you know. Oh, but uh, I will say this. Somebody, uh, you know, when, when my friend posted that meme about, you know, the Roger Stone, Khalif Browder thing, right? Uh, she was on this whole thing about, um, well, I don't think that Roger Stone was released from prison because he was white. Now, I didn't, now they didn't mention this because he was white. They mentioned because he was Donald Trump's boy. He just happened to be white, right? But I asked her a question, and that's how this conversation ended. Because I asked her, so you think that the justice system is fair and even-handed, right? And that's when she was like, oh, no, I'm not falling for that. <laughs> the answer I was looking for was no. Okay, the justice system is not fair and even-handed. But she couldn't bring herself to say that her precious justice system wasn't fair and even-handed. She just tried to matrix out of the question. And you deleted her, right? Hmm? You deleted her. Well, she wasn't on my friends list. She was a friend of a friend. And then when so she... So a friend of a friend can comment on your stuff? Uh, yeah, if, if you have it set that way on, um, on Facebook. Oh, you might want to lock that down a little bit. Yeah. But... I look at it like this. There are so many of these cases where you have people who are, uh, who are white who get over. Because when these judges see these people, they don't think, oh, you're a criminal, you committed a crime. They think that because they're white, they can be rehabilitated. They see a black person, that same thing, and they have to throw the book at them. Because they feel that if they're black, they're beyond redemption. And this is not me trying to be racist. This is just what I see all the time. So there is no justification for a guy with over 60 counts of uh, sexual assault against kids to get a one year sentence and then to be and then to have the chance to have that taken off his record. The only time where there was ever some retribution that I can remember about that was Brock Turner. So if you remember the Brock Turner case, he was that college student who raped that uh, that unconscious drunk girl, right? A couple of uh, a couple of students saw it happening and they pulled him off of her and they held him for the cops. And he only served like six months in prison over it. You know why? Because he had good swim times. The judge actually made remarks about Brock Turner's swim times. He's a good swimmer. He had a future. So he only got six months in prison. Now, don't now. If I remember correctly, he got kicked out of college. He's not allowed back, at least not to that college, right? And then out of that six-month sentence, he only served three months, and then they let him go for good behavior. And I don't know if you can see my quotation marks about the good behavior thing, right? That's my whole point. Um, as far as like why injustice is, you know, an injustice to anybody is an injustice. So it's all everywhere. Mm -hmm. that's that's what the fuck we're talking about that's why everybody needs to be out marching during black lives matter protests because if it affects if it affects us it will eventually affect you just not at a higher rate that's right. literally the only difference i wonder how those parents felt when they had to watch those videos of and then they had to watch the videos of this disgusting man fondling their kids. Sometimes he would fondle them in gym class in front of the other kids. They had this on video. I wonder why the parents didn't go after, after him to make that judge regarding that atrocity of justice. You know what I'm saying? Now, now, keep one thing in mind about that, Blue. I'm glad you brought that up. 
Uh, when I mentioned about there was some retribution for the, like, for instance, the Judge the Brock Turner case, he was recalled. Okay. So this is just a clip from Wikipedia. All right. I'm not going to go too much into it. In uh, the June 5th, 2018 primary election, and I think this happened in, I want to say this happened in California, uh, nearly 200,000 Santa Clara County voters turned out voting to remove uh, Persky. Persky was the judge who gave Brock Turner six months. It only let him serve three for rape. Like, and I don't mean, you know, molestation or anything like that. Not that that's not bad enough, but I mean, he raped that girl. There was no two ways about it, right? Uh, they voted to remove Persky by a 61% to 38% margin, right? Persky was the first judge to be recalled by voters in California in 86 years and the first in the United States since 1977. I think what happened to that judge should happen to these judges. They should be recalled because the problem is when you're a federal judge, if I remember correctly, and I'll, I'll have to look up the difference, there are some judges, they're appointed for life. So the only way that they could be removed is that they have to be recalled. They yes, can't just Supreme be, Court. Supreme yeah. Court judges. Yeah. They can't just be, you know, fired like regular like regular people or voted out. They have to be recalled. And in this case, the, the people spoke. They were like, yo, you shouldn't even be on a you shouldn't even be on a park bench, much less on in, in a courtroom. But I I I I don't want to say what people should and should not be outraged by, but because it's basically just an information overload. Because I'm pretty sure if I dug hard enough, I don't even have to dig that hard. There's probably like four more stories like this where some skeevy child molester gets off because, you know, I, I couldn't even imagine why they would let this dude only do eight years for ruining the lives of 28 children and another guy you know had like 60 counts of you know it's it, it's it's beyond me but what kills me is that there's people who actually think that the justice system is fair it is not fair it's one of the reasons why we really need to and you know the only thing that I'm, I'm guilty of is me saying for me personally not trying to inspire other people not to but me not voting for Joe Biden. That's as far as my non-voting goes. I actually vote in my local elections and I vote for judges and I research my judges because I never know when one day I may need to stand in front of that judge. Now I'm not a criminal, I'm not out, I'm not out in these streets, okay? Let's just get that part out of the way. But in this day and age, you never know what's gonna happen, right? So, I, and, and I'll say this, when I, when I look up judges, when I do my research, if I see, if they mention God in the first two sentences of their bio, I'm not voting for you. That just smacks of religious zealotry, you know? Because a lot of these people use God as an excuse to just do dumb shit and be like, well, God told me to. That's what crazy people say. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what a judge should be saying. So in other words, if the judge says that they go to church, that's fine. But if they're like, you know, like I put God first, ah, pass. No, because uh, you should be interpreting the laws that were written by man. If you want to do the laws of God, 
go to Bible, go, you know what, be a teacher in, in a Bible college. Don't be a te don't be a judge. And don't put other people, I mean, it's just, you just need to vote in your local elections and you really need to research these judges. Don't just pick a judge because you see the sign on someone's lawn. <laughs> really research these people and make sure that at least the judges that we have control over, right? Because some judges we don't have control over. They're appointed by, by the Senate, right? But the judges that we do have control over, we need to make sure that the people we're putting on there is not going to be somebody who's going to let child molesters back on the street just because they see some potential in them. That's bullshit. And I can tell you right now, the one who's doing eight years, I give them eight days. Eight days I give them. Now, don't get me wrong. Uh, this article, the one that the, the teacher, that was from June of 2020. So I imagine he's probably still alive at least. Maybe they put him in protective custody. I don't know. Okay. The other story, the guy in Montana, that was from, that was five days ago. So we'll have to see what happens. I can tell you right now, I mean, put it like this. If these OGs are really that hard, George Zimmerman would have been dead years ago. So I'm pretty sure they'll be okay once they get out. But maybe I, maybe I, maybe I watched too many movies <laughs> where somebody was like a child molester like that. There's some guy like he's already got his ski mask and he's already got his, his untraceable gun. <laughs> he's waiting, waiting for this dude to come out into the streets. But to all the people who say that the justice system is fair and balanced, I, I don't want to be a jackass and say you're an idiot. I think you just need to get out more. Whatever bubble you're suffocating in, you just need to get out of that bubble and just see a little bit more of the world beyond your front door. You know? Now, one more thing before we wrap up. We got a few minutes left. You know how I feel about AOC. It's my homegirl. I love AOC. And there have been some times where I, I've been like, the fuck are you doing, Alexandria? But for the most part, AOC has been very solid, right? Uh, there is a congressman out of Florida. His name is Ted Yoho. Yes, that's his real name. His last name is Yoho, Y-O-H. And he had a confrontation with AOC because AOC dared to say that uh, that in some, in some states, the spikes in uh, petty crimes are caused by uh, these economic conditions, that people are desperate. You know, I remember when I read Red Fox's bio after he died, you know, Jet Magazine did a huge write up on him. Right. And he said that his criminal record when he was young was basically for stealing food. Like he was starving and he was stealing food and he got caught. And then and that's why he was in jail when he was young. You know, desperate people do desperate things. So if there was so people were getting, oh, I don't know. Even if we were getting $1,200 a month until this whole thing was over, right? Then these people wouldn't have to go out and, and, and commit petty crimes in order to survive or in order to pay their rent, right? But, and people like Teddy Yoho vote against that sort of thing, right? So Teddy Yoho, so, so AOC was coming out of the steps of, I think it was Capitol. And then I think, I think they're building us the Capitol. And he was going in to make a vote. And 
he uh, got in AOC's face. He called her disgusting because of her speech about uh, about uh, about the crime, right? And then uh, AOC called him rude. And then as they were departing, uh, he called her a fucking bitch. Now all this, even though Ted Yoho tried to deny it, there was a reporter who saw who saw it and heard the whole thing and backed up AOC on this. So Ted Yoho came into the steps of, you know, came into Congress and he basically gave a non-apology. He basically said that he was not going to apologize for his passion. Let me tell you about Ted Yoho's wife, right? I never met her. I don't even know her name. I will be willing to bet dollars to donuts that she is clumsy. Like she gets black eyes because she runs into doorknobs. She has bruises on the ribs because she falls down steps. I, I don't want to come out and just come right out and just say that Teddy Yoho is a woman beater. But I look at it like this. Number one, if I ever call one of my coworkers, female or male, if I call them a fucking bitch, I'd be fired. They'd fire me for that. You can't verbally abuse people you work with like that. That's just out and out wrong. Do I get on Twitter and yell at Candace Owens and call her a bed wench? I do. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like I'm some perfect angel. But if I worked in the same building with Candace Owens, would I be calling her out like that? No. Okay, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's too much promise behind that one, but go ahead. I, I can't promise anything if it's Candace Owens. But I mean, just regular run-of-the-mill people, if you have disagreements with them and you cuss them out like that at your job, you're fired for that. Now, and an AOC gave a speech. I'm not going to mess up her speech. You can look it up on YouTube. It's probably like 8,000 videos of that speech on, on YouTube. I will say AOC is wrong in one respect. Why, why, why did she have to be a woman? And not just any woman, a strong woman. Because you know people like Ted Yoho are just so fragile. They're just so weak and so fragile. So that when a woman actually stands up for her principles, it just makes him so terrified that he has to call her out her name. Only reason why I'm talking about this is because Teddy Yoho, and let me, let me pull this up here. Uh, this is from Yahoo News. Republican rep Teddy Yoho resigns from a Christian nonprofit's board after verbally attacking Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Now, here's the thing. This is from a couple days ago. If you just read the, the article, you would think that he had a, 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 you know, maybe he got a conscience and just said, okay, well, I'm not, you know, living up the values of this, uh, of this Christian nonprofit. No, nope. uh, the nonprofit, if you read the article, it says that the nonprofit announced that it sought Yoho's resignation after determining that his attack on Ocasio-Cortez didn't reflect the values of respect and compassion that Jesus calls on us to exhibit every day. So I hate when articles do that. Uh, he wasn't, he didn't resign because he felt that he was a bad person. They asked him to resign because he's a piece of shit. That's what happened. Okay. Right. He, he quit before he could get fired. Got yeah. it. So it's, it's, 
these Republicans call themselves out on this, on this sort of thing without even trying because that's just who they are. You know, they're just misogynistic douchebags. And I, I, I guess, I, and, and here's the thing, AOC can handle herself, you know, so she doesn't need me to get on Twitter and cuss this dude. I'm pretty sure he doesn't read his own Twitter page anyway. <laughs> I thought about getting on Twitter and getting on his case and being like, look, you know, but I was like, why? I mean, AOC pretty much did the damn thing anyway. So, and people were calling out Yoho on his bullshit apology. So, but I mean, that's just, they, a lot of these Republicans see the writing on the wall and they're scared because they had a chance to get rid of Trump and they didn't. And now they're going to go down with Trump. They're going to be chained to him the way Captain Ahab was chained to Moby Dick. And when Moby Dick goes under, they're all going to drown. So if, if the polls go the way that they're going now, okay, it's going to, the Democrats going to take, are going to keep this, uh, they're going to keep the House and they could retake the Senate. Because there are a lot of senators who are vulnerable right now. Mm. And because they aligned with Trump. I will say this, but before we, before we wrap up, if Joe Biden's got a double-digit lead over Trump, what if Bernie Sanders was the nominee instead of, instead of Joe Biden? They'd have to call a mercy rule like it was softball. They would just be like, you know what? Why even have the election? <laughs> you know, the fact that Joe Biden, Gaff Master Ice, is basically ahead by double digits on Trump and even leading Trump in edging Trump out, not like blowing him out in Texas and Georgia, but depending on the poll, he's either winning by two points or he's losing by two points, but that's within the margin of error, right? That 2%. So just the fact that Biden is that close in those states where usually Republicans lead, win by double digits, that's bad for Trump. It makes him look like an asshole. He's basically the Republicans had a chance to get rid of Trump and they didn't take it. And then coronavirus happened and then the economy mm -hmm. crashed and now they're regretting it and there's nothing they could do. They may as well just go down with the ship. So I, I, I will give one, I don't know if it's a fun fact, but I will give a fun, I will give a fun fact before we wrap up. Um, I'm right now gearing up all my stuff because I do a two-month horror movie marathon starting September 1st. And now it's almost August. So now I got to get everything ready and I'm going to try to put a little bit more forethought into it because usually I just watch whatever's on uh, Shudder or Netflix or whatever. I'm going to try to plan this out a little bit more, right? And I came across a clip from uh, The Mummy, the 1959 version with Christopher Lee. And all those who don't know Christopher Lee from playing Dracula and all those movie monsters back in the day, he was Count Dooku in uh, the Star Wars prequels, and he was also Saruman in uh, Lord of the Rings movies, right? When he played the mummy, there was a part where he, he busts into this dude's house and knocks, out, and knocks out the front doors, right? He had already suffered a bunch of injuries in this movie. There was back out and 
you know, messed up his legs and everything. So like that limp that he had as the mummy, that wasn't just him limping. That's because he was hurt. And then to make it worse, one of the key grips accidentally, like, without realizing, they bolted one of the doors that he was supposed to burst through. So when he burst through the doors and it had the bolt in it, he dislocated his shoulder, <laughs> bursting through the door. And then the worst part is, in that cut, they left that part in there where he dislocated his shoulder. So when he got healed up, they didn't do it over. They just left that part in there. <laughs> you want to talk about a man who suffered for his art. Christopher Lee is the man. Rest in peace, Christopher Lee. You were, you were awesome. So, Odie, what are your final thoughts? Justice for Breonna Taylor. More specifically, because I want to get really specific, actually, with my final words. Mm -hmm. So, uh, I know you said memes aren't news, but in this case, they're telling the truth. There's a meme floating around that talks about how Breonna Taylor's are too comfortable in anonymity. So, we should really start calling them out by name. Um, dang it. I just had it. I know... It's so crazy, too, because, like, you really have to look hard for this information. But Brett Hankinson, Jonathan Mattingly, and Miles Cosgrove, they need to be arrested, those guys. Yeah. And they, stay away from home. Yeah. They have to realize this is not going away. Okay? They, uh, one of the WNBA teams, they were wearing shirts that said, say her name. This is yeah. not going to go away. I, I, I know, and, and I apologize, Odie, if I'm talking over you because your mic keeps cutting in and out. But um, this is not going to go away, okay? They're not going to let this go, okay? They murdered a woman in her bed, for fuck's sake. Uh, Y'all need to do something and do it soon and do it fast. So if it, if it takes doxing these guys and people within reason making their lives miserable, I don't mean run up on them and, and shoot them. I just mean, you know, just like they did to that other guy when they saw him in the supermarket, and be like, yo, aren't you that dude? <laughs> you know? And, you know, if, if that's what it takes to get that justice, then do it. I don't care. But I mean, it, it, this is absolutely ridiculous. This is not going to go away. So. Mr. Blue, what are your, what are your final thoughts? Investor cyanide. Uh, well, put it like this. If Donald Trump gets reelected, that might not be such a bad idea. <laughs> it reminded me of a clip from The Simpsons of Lisa when she was president after Donald Trump was president and, and bankrupted the country. And they were saying that the country's broke. And she was like, well, we have to sell our, our, our purple mountain majesties and, our, and the shores of Tripoli. And Lisa was like, well, we don't own the shores of Tripoli. And she was like, yeah, but by the time they find that out, We'll have already taken our cyanide pills. <laughs> so, yeah. But anyway, Mr. Blue, play us off, sir. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Urban Breakdown podcast featuring hit shows such as Politrix with Mercer Prescott and his band of eclectic cronies.
Legion. Legion. 